Welcome back to another episode of Yelling About Star Trek. My name is Chris Fox, and this is the show where I yell at you about all things Star Trek for your amusement, so I'm not yelling at my friends and family. Today, I want to talk about one of the biggest beefs that I have with a main character in any Star Trek series, and that is perhaps even bigger than my beef with the whole Ensign Kim always being an Ensign thing, which I've talked about before, but no, this is significantly worse. And this beef starts with one Klingon warrior, Lieutenant Commander Worf, and his son Alexander, and why I feel he is a truly terrible father. More specifically, I want to kind of illustrate four reasons that I think Worf being a bad father is particularly egregious. But before I get into all of those, get out of your space pajamas, put on your shiniest pair of boots, get a cup of coffee, get a cup of tea, maybe some iced tea if you're like Captain Archer, and strap in because things are going to get nerdy. The first reason that I want to talk about is the fact that the characters themselves never call Worf out. Granted, a lot of the characters that we see interacting with Worf are uh, work friends who, you know, rightly so, probably don't want to get involved in his personal life and don't feel it's really their place to say how he's doing as a parent. But there's a couple of exceptions, one being Deanna Troy, who's actually Alexander's godmother. So you think that she would be willing to say, hey, you know what? Worf, let's have a conversation about your son because I love you. I think you're amazing. I know your heart's in the right place, but you really got to do something about the way you're parenting because what you're doing is not working. And even the fact that, you know, in season five, I want to say when Alexander came aboard the ship and decided to live with Worf full time, Troy was there in a lot of those episodes to try to help mediate disputes between Worf and Alexander and try to help them live together and find a way that they could, you know, live together and be relatively not only respectful, but actually develop their bond so that they become closer and more like what you'd expect a father and son to be like. So between that and the fact that she does agree to be Alexander's godmother gives her a certain amount of credibility and maybe opens the door for her to say, hey, Worf, let's have that conversation about your son because we need to chat. So I think yeah, I think Troy should have really called him out. Another example of two characters that really should have said something about Worf and his parenting are his own parents who looked after for Alexander for the majority of his life. At no point do they ever say, hey, Worf, we love you as a son, obviously, because you're our son. I don't know why I said it that way, but you get the point. And we think you're amazing. We know you're a dedicated officer. And we understand that, you know, being a space isn't really the life or rather the best place for a kid to grow up. But we think uh, you should try to step it up as a father because you really haven't been there for him. And quite frankly, that's not doing him any favors. So they really should have said that. They don't. The only thing that they do say to him is, hey, you know, Alexander's been living with us for a long time. He's a little bit wild because he's a young boy and we ourselves are getting much older and we really can't keep up with him. So we think it's best that you take care of him. And so they, so they take the approach that, hey, we're getting old. Maybe you should uh, help us out and take a burden off of our uh, off of our shoulders because we can't deal with it right now. 
instead of calling him out and saying, hey, you're not a good father, fix it. So I think the problem for me, particularly with the fact that they don't ever call him out or other characters don't ever call him out, is that the writers themselves don't do that because they're not really acknowledging the fact that Worf is a bad parent. They don't really sit down and say, hey, we need to address this. We need to try to sort this out. And that actually leads me to the second reason that makes Worf being a bad parent especially egregious. And the second reason that I think this is especially problematic is because the show itself really doesn't ever address those issues. And when they do, they only pay it lip service. So there are some episodes in TNG season five, six, and seven where, you know, Worf and Alexander are butting heads and they kind of deal with it, but they kind of don't. And then they just drop the issue all the way until season six of DS9 in the episode Sons and Daughters. And that's the episode where uh, Worf takes over the first officer position of the Rataran, serves under uh, Mortok, uh, Martok, sorry, not Mortok, Martok. And Alexander's aboard and they butt heads and they kind of deal with it in the sense that Alexander actually says to Worf, hey, you've been a really bad dad. And then Worf eventually agrees to be a better dad and they go from there. Martok, again, doesn't really ever say he's a bad dad, just says, hey, it's not good when you don't talk to your son. So maybe address that, but not really. And so by the end of the episode, they kind of agree to, you know, work things out and they sort of do. And then, you know, Alexander comes back in the episode where Worf and Dax get married and then that's it. And then he's off again and you never hear about him ever again. And granted, I know there's a war going on, but still, I feel like there should be some mention of the fact that, hey, my son's out there. I hope he's doing okay. And I'm glad we were able to work things out. But, you know, I want to keep trying to to be that better father that I could have been and should have been all those years ago. But you never see it. You never really hear Worf mention it. Dax never mentions it. When Dax dies, it's never brought up again. So there's really just no conversation or mention about Worf being a bad parent and Worf trying to be better. And there's no mention of Alexander, who you kind of forget about until you're rewatching and you realize, oh, right, he does have a son named Alexander. And right, that son does become a warrior at some point. But, you know, that's it. And I find that really problematic because the show is always depicting people as being perfect and being superior to what we are today. And even in cases when they're not, they make that part of the episode. For example, if you look at Barkley, Barkley is shown as a not up to snuff officer. He's kind of second rate. No one likes working with him. He's awkward. He he fumbles around. And then by the end of the first episode that he's in, he saves the ship and people respect him. And then they keep bringing him back uh, over the course of TNG. And then they bring him back in Voyager. And all those episodes really do try to address the whole, hey, Barkley is not perfect. He's working through some issues that he's dealing with. But ultimately, he's a fantastic officer, and we get to see that evolution of like fumbly, uh, awkward Barkley to the ultimate version of himself in Voyager Endgame when he's teaching at the Academy. He's smooth. He's making jokes with people. Everybody on Voyager loves him because he not only um, helped them establish the communications home, but he was part of helping them get home. So... By the end of that series, even though Endgame kind of erases that whole future timeline, we get to see Barkley at the peak 
of his Barkley-ness and just to see like the ultimate final evolution of Barkley. But you never get to see that with Worf. You never get to see the Worf who has become the perfect father. You see the Worf who acknowledges that he wasn't a great father only because Alexander told him that and point blank said, hey, you've been a bad father, but that's it. So it's like the writers just basically said, ah, you know what? We don't really care. It's not really a big issue. Which, which is a problem. And then you look at Captain Sisko and the fact that he's an amazing father and the writers really do pay a lot of attention to that relationship, but they just never gave Worf and Alexander the same kind of, I guess, tender love and care, shall we say. And, and so that's particularly frustrating. The third reason that I want to talk about is the fact that Worf being a bad father is not a fluke. Just look at the example of Kern and Jeremy Astor. Kern, as a lot of you might know, is Worf's brother, Uh, they were separated at birth, but then they kind of found each other later in life, and they've always kind of butt heads. Kern doesn't like the fact that Worf is working in Starfleet and thinks he has it too easy and doesn't think that he's really a Klingon warrior, and Worf doesn't understand why Kern doesn't understand why he wants to be a part of Starfleet, and so they butt heads. And, you know, they're not always talking about each other, which is normal. You don't often hear you know, people talking about their siblings all the time. You know, it might come up in conversation, but it's not like they're talking about their siblings every moment uh, of every day of their life. So, I mean, that's not surprising. But what really highlights the problem in their relationship is when you get into DS9 and Worf goes against the Klingon Empire when he doesn't want to join them in the invasion to Cardassia because it's wrong. And I think Worf takes the right position. Yeah, the invasion's wrong. There's no point to doing it. Obviously, Starfleet doesn't want to do that because they don't see it as being a good thing to do. So I get why Worf was like, you know what, Klingons? I'm not doing it. Sorry, I'm going to peace out and not going to you know, join you on that. Completely noble. Totally understand why he did it. But the problem is that when he makes the decision, he never once thinks about what it's going to do to Kern. And in fact, like Worf himself, we the viewers also forget about Kern. I mean, just look at me for an example. Like, I completely forgot about Kern up until the episode where Kern comes back and is like, hey, Worf, uh, you really screwed me over because I don't, I'm not honorable anymore. And the Empire's taken away all of my lands and my titles and I'm nobody. Uh, so you, you're going to have to kill me. And it, before that point, I was like, ah, there's nothing wrong with what he's doing. And then when he showed up, I'm like, oh, right, there's Kern. I forgot about him. So when I'm a lifelong fan who knows all the ins and outs of Trek, forgot about the fact that, oh yeah, Worf has a brother named Kern, and Kern would have been screwed over by Worf because of all his uh, actions against the government, or against the Empire, rather, uh, it's a problem. And then you get uh, Nikolai for a second. Nikolai is his human brother who shows up in TNG, and they don't really like each other, and that's it. But even worse than what happened with his brother Kern and his brother Nikolai is that of Jeremy Astor. And if you're wondering, who is Jeremy Astor? Well, don't feel bad because you probably don't remember him because he's only in one episode and he's never mentioned again. For your refresher, Jeremy Astor appears in the TNG Season 3 episode, The Bonding. And that's the episode where Lieutenant Marla Astor, who uh, was on Worf's staff, ends up dying on a planet when she steps on a landmine. And then they have to kind of deal with her son, Jeremy. After she dies, there's some weird sci-fi shenanigans where there's, you know, an entity who takes the form of Jeremy's mother, Marla Astor. 
and tries to get him down to the planet. So they're dealing with all of that weird stuff, and they're dealing with the fact that uh, Jeremy is grieving for his mother and isn't expressing it properly, and they're really concerned about him. So by the end of the episode, the entity agrees to leave them alone and goes off and does entity stuff. And Worf, at the end of the episode, says to Jeremy, hey, I want to perform a ritual with you because once we do, you will become bonded with me and you will be a part of my family and I will always be there for you like a brother. And so Jeremy does it. They do the ritual. Everything's fine. They're like, all right, we're going to be together forever. I'll always look out for you. You never have to worry. You never have to be alone again kind of thing. And then episode ends, and that's it. There's never a mention of Jeremy Astor ever again. Worf never acknowledges him. No one ever mentions him to Worf. Worf never even remotely suggests anything that might have to do with Jeremy. And the fact that, oh, right, there's this kid that I bonded with who lost his mother all those years ago, and I've never reached out to him. But all of this shows that Worf being a bad father isn't a fluke. It isn't something that just happened out of nowhere but that Worf really just isn't great with family. There's just something about Worf that prevents him from forming close bonds with people in his family and remembering those commitments, like the commitment he made to Jeremy when he said, hey, Jeremy, you're going to be part of my family forever and we're going to be there for each other. And then he's not. So it just shows that, hey, this is a problem that Worf has to deal with and that Worf being a bad father is not a fluke. And now I want to talk about the final reason. And this reason is kind of funny but really, really frustrating. And that is that Captain Archer cares more about Porthos, his dog, than Worf cares about Alexander. Now, this is something that hasn't occurred to me before this year. And it took me, I would say, maybe my third or fourth rewatch of Enterprise to realize it. But yeah, I was watching Enterprise again for the fourth time, I want to say, start to finish because it's quarantine and I like my Star Trek and it's one of the few series that I haven't exhausted completely yet. So I was rewatching it, you know, watching the show, just doing my thing, watching Archer pacing around his bridge and slamming people into walls and drinking iced tea and all that good stuff. But then one day I was brushing my teeth and I was thinking about Archer and Porthos and the fact that they really do care about each other. And the fact that Porthos himself is kind of a main character in the sense that when stuff happens to Archer, we get to see the impact that it has on Porthos. And then I realize, oof, Captain Archer cares more about his dog Porthos than Worf cares about Alexander. And when I realized that, I was kind of amused, but also just horrified because Porthos is a dog and I don't want to disparage dogs because I know people are very close to their pets and I like dogs. I'm more of a cat person, but I understand. But still, this is a dog. This is not a human being that uh, can walk and talk and can grow up, become an adult one day. No, this is an animal who barks and, and that's about it. So the fact that Archer spends so much more time caring about Porthos and worrying about his well-being and and you know at one point he's willing to risk his career in the episode called A Night in Sick Bay and that's the one where uh, Archer takes his dog to a planet the dogs insult the local aliens and gets a virus and the aliens I can't remember the name of the species are like hey Archer 
can you come down and do this crazy ritual because you need to apologize for your dog peeing on our tree, I think is what it was. And, you know, it takes him the whole episode for him to finally be like, yeah, you're right. I owe you an apology because he spent the whole episode in sickbay while Dr. Flox is trying to take care of Porthos and figure out what the heck is going on and why he's sick. And so it's like he's more worried about his the well-being of his dog to the point where he's not even willing to go down to the planet and make the appropriate apologies on behalf of Starfleet. So it's like, mm, Archer, I get it. You're worried about your dog, but you know maybe you should go down there, say I'm sorry, do the whole ritual thing, and then come back up and then be with your dog because you're not doing anything. You're just walking around sick bay being miserable, and you're just going to be irritating uh, Dr. Flox, who's just trying to help you. So yeah, go down to the planet, do the apology, and move on with your life. And also, maybe don't bring your dog to alien planets, but that's an issue for another time. But really, it's showing that, yeah, Archer is willing to give up everything for his dog. Everything. I'm pretty sure that if he had to choose between blowing up Enterprise and saving his dog, he would pick, okay, blow up the Enterprise, save the dog kind of thing. Whereas you look at Worf, who is willing to give up absolutely nothing for his son, Alexander. It's like, oh, uh, I kind of just want to be on the ship by myself. I really don't want to have to worry about my son. I'll send him back to my uh, to my parents, and then they'll look after him. It's like, I don't want to deal with the inconvenience of having a kid. So he's not willing to give up anything for his son, Alexander, whereas Archer is willing to give up everything for Porthos. And that's a problem. And it's also a problem when you have writers that write a better relationship between a captain and his dog than they do with a main character and their son. With the exception of Cisco, they they don't do that. And so that's a huge issue to me. It's frustrating and it really makes me go, whoa, when you have a character who cares more about their pet than another main character caring more about their son, that's a problem. That ain't okay. And you know, something needs to something needs to change. Granted, I know they can't change anything now because I'm talking about a series that ended over 20 years ago. But still, I want some sort of acknowledgement that, hey, we messed up on that relationship. Let's try to sort this out and let's try to find a way of bringing back Worf maybe in Picard or something or some tie-in fiction or something just to say, hey, we acknowledge that this was a problem and we want to make it right. That's all I want to say. This is kind of a long, rambly episode, and I hope it made sense. I hope you enjoyed it. I'd love to hear your feedback because, you know, as I always say, I'm trying to get better. I want to make shows that you enjoy and that you enjoy listening to. So if you do have that feedback, let me know. I'd love to hear from you. And on that note, to paraphrase the words of Captain Kirk, I'll see you out there. That away.